You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Kim Reynolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. Post-spring game, 2023, weather started out a little iffy. By When we first walked in the stadium, it was raining, but it cleared up, and it has gradually been getting warmer by the minutes. Mm-hmm. And what would you guess, it's 60 degrees out there by now? Well, what does my watch say? 60 degrees. Yeah, it's it's it, it's pretty nice out there. Yeah. Where you know, I thought it was going to be cold, so I. Uh, well, the wind is blowing. That makes it a little colder. Yeah, than it. I mean, I was hot down there, so yeah. I wasn't wearing a coat, and I was still hot. So, real nice day because typically we're used to it just being absolutely pouring down with rain. But good day. What would you estimate? I was guessing three to four thousand yeah, people. It definitely here. wasn't more than five thousand people. So yeah, it, it it was. You know, let's let's generously say between three and five. Yeah, and let's be honest, there's a lot of stuff going on today yeah. in uh, Seattle sports where we've got, we had the rowing this morning, we've got the spring game, we're looking out over the softball field, uh, softball game about to start, you have the Sounders playing tonight, you have the Mariners playing tonight, you have a Kraken playoff game, and I guess there's a couple of concerts downtown Seattle wasn't too. There, isn't there, wasn't it also um, the dragons like last game or something or last? no because they play in, oh okay yeah they play where the sounders play okay yeah, yeah no but there's just a lot going on today so good crowd out here and we're post spring and we're looking down on the field and there is uh michael Penix is in the tunnel for autographs and right uh, at the right at the edge of the yeah, tunnel. and the line for michael Penix autograph runs the entire length of the end zone yeah the width of the and field that's shortened yeah, because they probably cut it off. Said you can't have any more people, and because it it what did wrap around about the twenty yard line. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling Michael's going to stay and sign till the last autograph because that's just kind of who he is. Yep. Well, he said I need to get this interview over with because those the fans are going to want to talk to me and I'm not going to not talk to them. So. It's always funny because you've got this big long line, and there will be one guy up there who will want to talk Michael's ear off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. always the one guy, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, just today, just, you know, wasn't really a spring game where they, it was kind of like a practice at the beginning, and then they kind of ran a, what is, would you say, 70 place scrimmage? Yeah, 70 to 80 plays, somewhere around there. Yeah. And like we always say, you know, they're just trying to show a little bit for, to the fans, and the main goal is to not get anybody hurt. And Coach DeBoer said post game that, you know, they got a couple of uh, dings and bruises but nothing really to worry about. Yeah, his goal is to get through this game healthy, as healthy as possible. And he said, we feel like we did that for the most part. There are a few bumps and bruises, but that's just normal football stuff and nothing nothing that's uh, overly concerning. And uh, was happy with the way spring ball went as a whole. Uh, 15 practices and and felt felt like they got a lot done and, and got better. A couple guys sat out, Jack Westover. He sat out most of spring ball. Yeah. I, had a, I had a chance to talk to Jack and because uh, he graduated a, you know, a year ago. Mm-hmm. He's a real smart kid. I said, what classes are you taking? And he just kind of laughed. He goes, 
basically basket weaving and dancing, yeah, you yeah. know, so because he's already graduated, so mm-hmm. he's just got to take classes. Uh, Dylan Johnson, the transfer from Mississippi State, the running back, um, wasn't suited. I saw um, Jabbar Muhammad get dinged, and he went back into the locker room to return. Asa Turner got dinged, went into the locker room, but he returned as well. Elinius uh, Davis didn't really practice at all, even though he was here for the second part of spring. Um, he's just recovering from an injury, should be... Uh, I don't know about completely about good to go completely for the start of fall camp, but they, I think he'll be at least limited at, uh, during during fall camp, and we'll see. He wasn't a guy they were really counting on anyway. He's a defensive tackle for those who don't know very well. But um, and then um, Lance Holtzclaw sat out uh, practice uh, today or the, the spring uh, spring preview. Um, By the way, with with Lance, am am I the only one that looks at him and goes, I I immediately think it's Travis Feeney. Well, yeah, because he wears 41, but yeah, I mean, he's got that long frame and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, I can see it, but um, you know, he's... uh, He's going to be a guy that they're going to use a lot this year, um, and they're, they're, they were sad not to see him um, be, be a guy who was able to participate much, but they're, they're hopeful that he will be able to participate more uh, in, you know, once they get to fall camp. Yeah, well, the goal was to get through spring ball with no major injuries, and it sure looks as though they've yeah. accomplished that goal. So mm-hmm. um, It was interesting um, you know, talking to Mike um, after the game and just – or the event – just where he was a year ago to where he's at yeah. now. Because last year, he said he just wasn't getting the reps because it was wide open. And mm-hmm. they were splitting the reps three ways, and now he's getting all of them. 80% of the... Yeah, he's getting them yeah. all. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's fun watching him out there. But, you know, I, I've said this to several people recently. I just think Michael Penix is a gamer. I don't think... I think he's a guy who... Who goes through practice, he, he practices hard and all that stuff, and he'll make some plays here and there. But the guy that we saw during during the fall last season was not the guy we saw in fall nope, camp. Not was at not, all. Was not the guy we saw last spring, and it's not the guy we see this spring. Um, and I, I just have to believe that this is a guy who, when those lights turn on and he gets on that field and he's facing an opponent, it, it's a completely different Michael Penix. He's Jr. locked in. Yeah. Some guys yeah. wilt under that. He seems to be he more thrives. locked in. He Scott, thrives. I mean, we can't stress this enough. We've said it over and over and over again, but a year ago after the end of spring ball, you know, if you didn't, if you were just to come out here and look at these three quarterbacks and say which one was the starting quarterback, you wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. I mean, it was that close. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they all had their moments of, uh, as Mick Jagger said, they all had their moments of doubt and shame, mm-hmm. you know, but then they also had their highlights. Michael seemed to make more of the highlight type stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's this is his team. I don't think there's any doubt about no, that it, right now. No, it isn't. There's no doubt. and. You know, um, you guys might hear it in the audio that I'm going to post a little bit later, but, um, you know, Romo Dunsey comes in and, and asks a question at the very end and uh, threw Michael off a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was pretty funny. Um, and I, I think they're just, you know, I've said it about Coach DeBoer, and I think the team is taking on his personality, that he's a coach who feels comfortable in his own skin. He doesn't try to be something... Over the top. He doesn't, he's just Kalen DeBoer. Yeah. He's not, he's the same whether he's got Coach DeBoer on or Kalen DeBoer or dad or husband or whatever. He's the same guy all the way around. And I think these players are the same way. They're very comfortable in their own skin. They know that they've got a good team and um, it's kind of up to them. 
to be able to get it over the top and where they want to go, which is a national title and be in the playoffs. And and if they're they've got a tough schedule to go through, it isn't unwinnable. And I think Washington will be favored in in you know ten of the eleven games, but it, this is not an easy schedule for them. And there are some games that are going to be tougher than you think they're going to be because the teams that they're playing haven't been great teams. But Washington knows that they've got to come out and they've got to play an A game every game. They can't have an off game. Yeah. They have to play an A game every game. And I think they understand that. And they're putting the pressure on themselves saying, hey, we're, we know that we have a good team and we think we can go win a national title. But now it's up to us to go out and do it. Well, the thing that makes it interesting, in my opinion, is that Kalen DeBoer's been there mm-hmm. with national title teams. What, how many games did he lose back to South Dakota? Three? Two or three, yeah, whatever it was, yeah. Well, 63 and three or something uh-huh. silly like that. So he's won a national championship. Mm-hmm. He knows what it takes. He knows what he's it feels like. He knows what it feels like. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. But, you know, getting back to today's game, um, is it fair to say this was a game for the defense? I, I really thought it was. And then I saw at the very end that the offense, you know, they score that touchdown and they win 34-33, right? And, and everything like that. But... I thought the defense looked really, really good. And, um, you know, the offense, I don't... There were a couple plays where Michael Penix had open receivers and he just overshot them or whatever. And and in games, I don't think that happens, but it did today. And um, he's a guy who who, uh, I I think would have hit those if it had been a game, but it wasn't a game. And and so um, they didn't make the plays. And, And at one point, the defense was up 25 to nothing. And... Um, you know, the offense really didn't do a lot. And then toward the end, they started to catch fire a little bit, started to get a little bit more comfortable. And Dylan Morris made a couple nice touchdown throws. Uh, Michael Penix made a couple nice throws uh, to set up touchdown, short touchdown runs by Cameron Davis, who we'll get to in a few minutes here. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I thought overall the defense had the better day overall. Yeah, well, and the thing that we don't know was the game plan slanted. To make it look yeah. like that. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't tell us if it was. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to show anything. I mean, this game is on TV, they're not, and there's scouts in the stands, and, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to show too much. So you can take <clears throat> some things for it, from it, but, you know, you can't think about, you can't dive too deep no. into what we saw today. Not but, at all. Uh, interceptions. The guy that um, I had a chance, I just caught him on the field, and I told Elijah Jackson, I says, I don't think we've had a post-game or post-practice uh, session with Kalen DeBoer where he hasn't talked about you being the most improved mm-hmm. and most impressed by you. Elijah Jackson's had a hell of a spring camp. Yeah, he has. And he's one of the most physically gifted players on the team. Um, one of the faster guys, one of the more explosive guys, Had I think, Recorded the best uh, vertical, I think it was in the in the off season, and um, just as a guy who hasn't been healthy, and so we haven't seen a lot from him. He wasn't healthy last year. No, that was the issue. He wasn't healthy the year before that either in twenty twenty one. So, um, you know, he's a guy who I think has a lot of talent, but he hasn't gotten a chance to show it, and and uh, um, now he's showing it, and and um, I, I think right now. If Washington were playing a game tomorrow, it'd be uh, Jabbar Muhammad and Elijah Jackson, Jackson as your two starters at corner. Thaddeus Dixon and Javion Green are going to play a lot. They're going to rotate. They're, they're going to rotate bit. quite a bit. But um, you know, I, I think uh, I think he I think Jackson is your second starter at corner right now. Yeah, um, 
Is uh, Elijah Jackson? Is that a Jimmy guy or a Will Harris guy? Uh, Jimmy, I think Jimmy and and Will Harris. They were recruiting him together early, and then um, Will Harris was the and uh, I can't remember the name of the other guy. Um, the guy who did safeties came over from Stanford. He was a Stanford DB. Um, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he he obviously didn't make a huge impression on me, but he. Uh, um, you know, those guys kind of took it over and, and ended up were the one. Uh, McKellistine was the guy that they offered first from that team, right? And then, um, and then, I think it was Losinger, maybe I can't remember the exact uh, high school right now off the top of my head. But uh, and then Elijah Jackson just really impressed him because he's so long and athletic, and so they liked him as a good fit in their scheme. I don't know how much of a great fit. I think he's a much better fit in an off man or or cover two scheme than he is maybe in man-to-man, but um, he's making it work in man-to-man. Javion Green with a pick today. He's, yeah. And he's uh, had a good spring as well. Here it is. Here's the situation. It was a bad throw by Dylan Morris. You don't make that throw. You don't make it late. You don't throw it across your body like that. That being said, still a really good read by Javion Green, and he undercut it perfectly, and I think he would have been off to the races for a pick six, but um, you know they did call him down because he was touched. But um, I thought he was on on his way to a pick six. Several interceptions today. Who were the other guys <laughs> you remember? Uh, I thought Thaddeus Dixon had one. Um, Javion Green might have had two. I, I, I'm not remembering the rest. I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Yeah, I just got some unofficial stats. Um, let me just go ahead and read okay. a few of them off to you. Michael Penix, um, 18 of 26 with one interception for 158 yards. Dylan Morris, 7 of 15 with an interception for 123 yards and a touchdown. Alex Johnson, 4 of 4 for 52 yards. Cam Davis, and we'll talk about Cam quite a bit here coming up. Uh, Cameron Davis, 12 for 51 and two touchdowns. Sam Adams, who seems to be making a move up the charts, too, yeah. 4 for 14. Will Nixon, 4 for 8. Aaron Dumas sighting for three carries for 17 yards. And Denzel Boston, we'll talk about that. Denzel Boston had one rush for six yards. It was a touchdown. Romu Dunsey, seven catches, 73 yards. Giles Jackson, four for 43. Denzel Boston, three for 62. Jalen McMillan, three for 29. Jeremy Bernard, two for 41. He had that pretty one on the sidelines that looked great. Yeah. um. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Denzel Boston. Should we talk about Denzel Boston? Um, yeah, we'll just go all over the place. What the heck? But yeah. the, um, <laughs> Denzel Boston ran one in on a, a direct snap. It for, looked like a perfectly... You, you asked... It, well, he took a direct snap and yeah. ran the six yards for a touchdown, and you asked Coach DeBoer about the trick play, and I think we're all kind of surprised by his answer. Yeah, he said, yeah, that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking to Denzel on the field, and I asked him, I said, I said was that a mistake? And, what did he say? He you said, were there? He's, yeah, it was. I wasn't supposed to get it, but it was right there. So, so he took it. So I took it. <laughs> Can you imagine Dylan Morris just looking at that going, what just happened? <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that was Got to make lemon, lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, so. now Denzel's going to get some playing time this year, but that room, 
opens up next year. He's yeah. going to be a starter next year. Yeah, he and Jeremy Bernard are probably your two starters. Jeremy. Here. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, he, I, you know, I I think that, um, well, I, I'm, I, I can almost guarantee Romo Dunsey and Jalen McMillan are both gone. And Jalen so, Polk. And Jalen Polk's very likely gone. And Taj Davis. So Taj Davis returns, but he's, a, he's probably a better, like, third or fourth wide receiver rather yeah. than a starter. No, it was interesting. You know, Kalen said, yeah, that was a mistake, and we're all just kind of cracking Like up. the whole room. Yeah. I, it was so perfectly timed, it looked exactly like it was supposed to. Yeah, and another guy that uh, DeBoer has just raved about, and it looks like he's kind of separated himself from a really good, deep running back room. Uh, Cam Davis looks to be yeah. the man. Yeah, he does. You know, they had Wayne Talapapa last year, and then... Cam Davis really solidified himself as that second uh, running back. Got hurt for the bowl game, so we haven't seen him since the Apple Cup, basically. And um, you know, I mean, he's just he he made a couple nice physical runs. How many did you, yards did you say he had? What um, was it? I'd have to off the top of your head. Yeah, twelve for fifty-one. Yeah, and um, I thought he ran the ball pretty well. Well, some of those were you know short yardage, you know, yeah. with two touchdowns, so that impacts that a little bit. Yeah. But, but the other guy who I think is really he's playing more than I thought, you know. And Kalen DeBoer's talking about him making a move too. Is Sam Adams? Yeah, Sam Adams. He also really liked Will Nixon a lot too. Said yeah. he he has probably improved the most of everybody in that room. But Sam Adams, I thought, had a pretty a couple nice uh, runs to the outside. Um, he didn't get a ton of chances to touch the ball, but when he did, he made plays. Over or under, how much movement are we going to see in the portal from the running back room? I think at least one, if not two. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a couple guys we'll there. We'll see. Yeah, um, you know, it's just, you know, Richard Newton just... Can't stay healthy. Just always got, I mean, when he runs, he runs like he's Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. But, uh, you know... He, but if you can only do it every third game, what's the point, you know? Yeah. So, um... Uh, where are we going? We also, I thought it was interesting, Coach DeBoer's comments about the offensive line. The, yeah. They lost the interior of their offensive line, returning their two tackles, but lost their mm-hmm. center and two guards. But he seems to think that that offensive line's further ahead than they were a year ago. Yeah, yeah. He says they, compared to where they are now, they are better than they were at this point last year. And he said, and that takes nothing away from Jackson Kirkland, Corey Luciano, and Henry Bainavalu, but it, it's more of just, these guys are good players. Mateo Mele, Julius Bulo, Nate Kalepo, they're they're good players and um they they've been in the system for two years now. Or well, a year. Well what I found kind of interesting is because that interior offensive line is bigger mm-hmm. this year. But he said they he said they run better. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he noted today though that the creases are not there like they were last year toward the end of the season and he thinks that's just about reps and Getting used to different things, but yeah. Because he talked about last year how many sacks they gave up in spring ball, mm-hmm. and it was a lot. Yeah. But, you know, with um, Mateo Maley's definitely, you know, I mean, he's 6'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. He's a lot bigger. 6'6 six, six yeah. center. When was the last time in Washington had a center that big? Well, what was, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you had, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name, the one who played all five positions. He's playing for the Coleman Rams. Shelton. Now. Coleman Shelton was about 6'5". Right. Um, and Luke Wattenberg was about 6'5". Right. So, you know, I th- it's been close, but 6'6 six, six is pretty tall for him. Bulo is, what, 6'8"? Six, 6'7", eight? Six, yeah, 6'8". Six, six, eight. Eight. Yeah. And Kalepo's about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. 
Like big dudes. Yeah, big guys. And then Troy Fautan, ironically, their left tackle is your shortest guy. He's the smallest guy. Yeah, he's about 6'4", and about, what, 295, whatever he is. He's and, the smallest guy. And then the Roger NFL. Rosengarten's, what, 6'7", and 315, whatever he is. So. I'm so cracked up. He's just looking at Roger, just imagining him at El Gaucho with oh, yeah. Mike and ordering his third steak. His yeah. third steak. <laughs> That's a lot, Kim. I feel like when it comes to steak, I can eat a lot. Well, three steaks. Oh, my gosh. I can't well, even if they were three ribeyes, but what if they were three, like, eight-ounce fillets? Still 24 ounces, man. That's a <laughs> lot. That's a lot of beef. Yeah. That's when you start getting the meat sweats, man. That's not good. <laughs> Wait, meat sweats? What's... Yeah, what? I mean, you're, well, when you've just eaten too much meat, you just, your body is just like, F this, dude. Get this out of me. <laughs> I never had Yeah. Do I, look like a guy, enough. do I look like a guy who's ever had the meat no. sweats? No. Yeah, but... Um, just also, um, you know, some people on the sidelines, uh, Levi Onswozrike was here today. Onswozrike. Uh, Levi was here today. Alex Cook was there on the sidelines. I talked to Alex a little bit. Um, Michael Jackson yeah. was there. Uh, and, uh, Mayor Keith Harrell was there. Bruce, as, Bruce Harrell. Uh, Bruce Harrell. I'm yeah. sorry. Keith is his brother who played yeah. basketball. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, those guys are on the sidelines. Yeah. All, I don't know if you saw any former players there as well. But Ma- Well, Mark Bruner was here, but, I mean, yeah, Mark, kind of expect that because... Well, he's a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he was here he, scouting. <laughs> he was also here to watch his son play. So. Yeah, so he was here. And then, uh, you know, there's several recruits here, and there's a long list up on the site, you know, that Brandon Huffman listed. But yeah, and I put down some of the guys that we saw, but Alex... Uh, Alex... Uh, Jeez, I am Austin Mack. Sorry, not Alex. Austin Mack. Mack. Austin Mack, big kid. Elisha Jaquette. How, how impressive is Austin oh, Mack when you look? He's at a head taller than everybody when you're standing there. So he's six yeah. seven. Yeah, six 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 seven. He looks like he's your. He looks like your prototypical small forward for yeah. the NBA. Yeah. He's about 6'7", probably about 200, 210 pounds. He just has that look. Well, think about it. What was Michael Michael Jordan when he was playing? About 6'7". Six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, whatever he was. And what, what was he? Probably 195, 200 pounds. Yeah, Michael's pretty thick. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's, yeah. He's 17. I know, he's 17. It's crazy. And, you know, Elisha Jaquette. One of the uh, he passes the look yeah, test oh, too. He definitely does. How much do you think he weighs right now? Oh, I bet he's like 280, 285. Yeah, but you can see that frame's going to carry. He's going to be yeah. three hundred easy a weekend. Easy weekend to fall camp. Well, maybe not that because he's sweating it all off. But after a year in the system and everything, it, by by next spring, when Elisha Jaquette's going through his first spring ball, he'll be three hundred pounds. Yeah, he didn't have a gut. No, not at all. No. Um, Trying to think of some other guys. Dijon Lee, he's a one of the top cornerbacks. Same with um, Dyson Dixon. Right. Those are two of the top cornerbacks in Southern California. They were both here for... These are 2025 guys, by the way. Um, Carson Cox was here. He's a running back from Oak Hills. He was here. He's a 2025 guy as well. Has an offer from UW. Um, his teammate, Pocky Finau, the offensive lineman, he came up... Uh, Monday is his birthday, and his coach said, hey, I'm going to take you up for... The uh, for the Husky game for the spring game that, that's your birthday present for me. What he didn't tell him was they're doing something else pretty special tonight. Mariners tickets, cool. They're going to Mariners game and 
they're going to be out pretty late, and then they get get on a six o'clock flight home tomorrow. So yeah, tonight tonight in downtown Seattle, yeah. it's just going to be insane. Yeah, it is. You know, Mariners playing the Cardinals, their Sounders. By the and, way, Pocky Finau does not know they're going to the Mariners game. They're just going to take him to it. So hopefully, they don't listen to our podcast <laughs> on the way in. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit crazy, but it uh, looks like the softball game is underway down there. Yeah. In, um, I saw that. Who are they playing? Stanford. I think Arizona State. I think it's Utah. Utah. Okay, Utah. Um, Utah had someone on third base in the first inning, so I don't know if I don't know if that they scored because we were doing our podcast. But I was watching it. God, I'm not. I'm not going to say what's going through my head. Do I get credit for that? I'll Why tell you the podcast? <laughs> Why? I'm just. I can see what no. I'm looking at third base. Yeah, I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. All right. Whatever. All right. Um, but no, if I'm just wrapping it up, yeah. um, I thought it was a, a good way to end spring ball. I thought it was a. You know, it was a regular crowd. It wasn't anything special, um, you know, but this crowd is expecting to see uh, some offensive fireworks, and they saw a few here and there, but I, saw, I think we saw more defensive fireworks today. Spring football is wrapped up, but uh, our season hasn't wrapped up. It is actually going to ramp up. Yeah, it's going to ramp up uh, yeah, with the uh, transfer portal. Stuff. Transfer portal, uh, coaches out on the road. I think you could see some, you know, two or three commits here in the next five weeks. <clears throat> you could see two or three commits coming. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all if we see a few Should guys. Should we just go ahead and tell people now that this is not going to be an early commit recruiting no. class? They'll, so, they'll have maybe 10. So if you, I mean, we're going to see these people wound up because Oregon and USC and all these other schools are going to have all these commits that. Half of them won't mean a thing. Well, this half of them, gonna... half of them will be taking their sixth, seventh, and eighth official visits yeah. during the fall. Yeah. So this is going to be a slower recruiting class than we saw a year ago. So we're telling you right now, you know, those people who just want to create the drama and get wound up because of the lack of recruiting momentum in May, yeah. then they're not going to win the recruiting battles in May. No. So just they want to win them in August and in December. Yeah, expecting some basketball stuff here shortly yeah. as well. So How um, long have you been waiting on that one? I'm telling you right now, somebody's gotta somebody's gotta write a song called Waiting yeah. on an Edit. Yeah. Also Well, you remember also uh, Caleb Ruben. Caleb Berry? Oh yeah. Remember that was the one where the kid told me I'm committing to UW on Wednesday. Yeah. So I posted the something's brewing. Yeah. And then he texts me and says, actually, it's not going to be until uh, Friday because my edit isn't done yet. And I was, I'm going, are you effing kidding me? Is this what my world has come to? Yes, it is. Waiting uh, on an edit. Yeah. That's Waiting a, on an edit. Is it a hip-hop rap or a rock song? That we're waiting on? Yeah. I don't know. You know the guy. No, I'm saying if you're going to write Waiting on an Edit, what kind uh, of song is it going to be? Oh, well, I'm a... I'm an 80s butt rock dude, so yeah, that's what I want. All right. Also you know, little, rumors. Little Rat, Motley Crue, ACDC. Also rumors of a big basketball visit coming in this week, Ooh. so stay tuned. So, hey, from all of us at Dogman.com, uh, I'm Kim Grinnells along with we, Scott we should, we should talk. We've already talked about it. We're going we're gonna to go through, I think, position by position next week at some point. Right. In a, long, a longer podcast, probably an hour long. If we're doing it. Oh, no. We're doing it different. You're going to love the way okay, I have lunch. Okay. You're going to love Okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, maybe do offense and defense. Nope. I don't know. Position by position. Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to do a podcast for each and every position. Okay. Sounds good. So we'll do a podcast for each and every position. but um, 12 to 15 minutes long. Yeah. But um, we're going to go through and dive real deep into these things. Starting next week, you should expect 
um, our post-spring wrap-up for the Huskies. And then in May, May 1st, which is Monday, May 1st, right? Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. Uh, May 1st, I will be putting out, starting to put out my uh, Pac-12, like the scouts view yeah. that I do that everybody seems to like. So uh, just keep an eye out for that too. I'll, do, I'll be doing two or three per week. Now, I know Chris isn't going to listen to the podcast because he's heard it all before. So just give us your feedback. I like the podcast without Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Scott Eklund. Go dogs. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.